Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside here at Fox Sports Radio. Doug filling in for Colin Coward this week. Today, Rob Parker and I in for Doug. Can you hear my show nights here on Fox, 8 to 11 Pacific? Rob, on television, on under, you're all over the place. You got a weekend show, The Odd Couple. With- That's right, with Mr. Chris Broussard. Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. 
Eastern time, and that's a fun little listen if you ever get a chance. It is. I want to run this by because I've been working at ready for this. I've been working on my Chris Broussard impression. Oh, let's hear it. My Chris Broussard I'm impression. Ready. All right, you ready? Here we go. Uh, ask ask me about a player in the NBA. Ask me about a player in the NBA. Tell me about LeBron James. LeBron, I like him. I don't love him, but I like him. The Warriors. Look, I get it. I get it with LeBron, but but Lance, I, I don't get it. You I like, like that. that. It's pretty good, right? That is not. That's not. That's not. Not bad. many people have a Chris Broussard impression. No, it's pretty good. I know. I, I can't mean, do one. Obviously, he. You know, he he puts his words together better than. That. But that's <laughs> pretty good. Through, yeah, listening to, to him do the draft when I was driving, going, "Oh, I'm starting again." I like him. I don't love I, him. I like him. I like him. Yeah. That's my, and then when he and I have done a couple shows together, he'll actually will say that, and he'll start laughing because he knows that I do. Th- <laughs> pretty no, good. I like when he starts laughing. Go, I, I don't want to say that because I'm just gonna, you know, do my Christmas. Because he knows what's coming. Absolutely, it's pretty good. Uh, so today, obviously, we got uh, big stuff in the NFL. We're gonna have one of our insiders stop by in a few minutes, break down all the big news. We had big debuts this weekend, not just Sam Darnold, but Tiger Woods nearly wins. And I say this because he came in second. Nearly wins the PGA, the final major of the year yesterday. Comes in second. Brooks Kepka runs away with the event at the end, finishes 16 under par. Tiger Woods looked like he was going to finish third, but Adam Scott really, I mean, that's one thing we haven't talked about. Adam Scott just completely threw up on himself. Of the three storylines surrounding the PGA Championship, it's Tiger's comeback, number one. Brooks Kepka winning like Thanos. You know, people would call him Thanos on the internet yesterday because of the just the mind-numbing consistency in the 350-foot drives. But Adam Scott was right there the entire time, and he was absolutely horrendous the last four or five holes. And he took himself completely out of was contention. Was it the moment to the point he finished third? Was it the moment you think? No, I don't think it was the moment for him. I think it, he got lost. He had a couple of bad shots, and that happens to you because then you could just tell his body language. He seemed to be questioning where he was, how he was going to hit the ball, and it, it just happens sometimes. The golf, you wouldn't think, you know, for a guy like Adam Scott, who's really good, it would happen. I think people were rooting against him because of his putter, because nobody likes that big putter where he's you know, holding it up the top and hitting it. it looks like he's, you know, he's got a big broom in his right, hand, exactly, he's sweep the ball into the hole, but. No, I, I don't think that was it. I think he had a couple of bad shots. Then mentally, I think he was he was out. And you know, the same thing could have happened to Tiger. He had that big stick on fifteen, that approach that was that was a birdie. He's a shot off the lead. Like, oh my god! And then what did he do? Which is what Tiger Woods so often does. Here comes my next tee shot, and it's into the woods. Right, it's out of bounds. Right. You know, he he. I don't get this. Is one thing, and the only answer I've gotten on this is really going from Jason Sobel, uh, Golf Channel, ESPN golf guy. And I would, I'd say to him, I said, listen, why do all these golfers, Tiger Woods specifically, why do they sacrifice accuracy on the tee for another 25 or 30 yards when they hit less than 50% of their fairways? I know They're what you good mean. Enough. Right, right. They're good enough to do this. Just knock it up there. You don't have to kill it. You know what? I mean, if you're like Kepka, who could, I mean, at the end, he was, he, every, here's 330 yards on a line down the middle of the fairway. He was incredible. But I'm like, why do they do it? Because that's Tiger's big thing is that he doesn't hit fairways. And it's like, why can't hit the ball 20 yards less and hit the ball and have a better shot when you're continually having to get yourself out of trouble? And Tiger Woods, you know the kind of golfer he is. And all these guys on the tour that do this, they can get themselves out of trouble. But eventually, that's going to come back to haunt you. Is, and, it, is he? Is that just looking for that big hit? You know what I mean? Like Jason, could, could Jason you Sobel, thought- he told me guys just decide, I'm just going to hit it as far as I can. 
the closer I get, the easier it is for me, no matter what it is. And I'm going I'm to try, and that, that's the best answer I've gotten is guys know, and they just decide I'm still going to do this. Right, rather than playing, playing safe or whatever or just saying, yeah. well, I'll just knock it up there even if I have to take me a little bit more to get there. Rather than being safe, they'd rather just say, I'm, I'm a stud. Look where I'm at. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can make this. I can do it. Yeah, go for it on your irons or on your approach at that. But when you're on the tees, okay, this is the easy part. This is this is where you know I have a long place to hit. I don't have to really worry about it, it it going you know for as far as my accuracy. This is where I could just hold, and and still they don't do it. I, I I I don't get that. And that killed Tiger yesterday. I mean, you saw he was coming off that and he hit that shot. And he gave he stuck that approach. You're like, oh my god. Well, people and then thought he hits, after he just that he throws his club. Yeah, because because it, it was like he knew that was it. Right? Yeah. He knew he, yeah. he knew he had to get at least get at least two more strokes. He wasn't going to get him a- after hitting that. But the big debate now, obviously, here's the second major in a row where Tiger Woods allegedly, oh, he's back, he's playing well. You don't think he's back? I I don't. And I know a lot of people at to- uh, you know on on Twitter were getting on my case about it because I'm just not buying into it. I've heard all the Tiger t- Tiger's back. No, Tiger has to win, Jason. That's when Tiger will be back. He has not won in a decade. Ten years. You see my ten fingers? One, two, three. Ten years. Well, Tiger's back has been his problem. Well, but that <laughs> you're right. It has. How long have you, he hasn't been back uh, since his back. Right. But anyway, it's you been ten years. like Berman. It hasn't been back like his, his back, back, TJ. There yeah, you go. go. Very nice. That's good, too. <laughs> and he hasn't won anything. Forget a, a major in five years. It's been a long time. So when people like to pro- proclaim that he's back because well, he's in the hunt, because what he finished second, that's good enough. This is where Tiger fans are now. Not winning is okay. It should never be good not to win. It's a short menu. Here's the menu. <laughs> Jason, look at it. <laughs> Wins and losses in sports, not, nothing else. If it doesn't matter... Then when we talk about the Buffalo Bills, they would be in the conversation as one of the greatest teams ever. <laughs> Why do we never mention Marv Levy when we talk about the greatest coaches of all time? He took a team to four straight Super Bowls. You know how hard that is? Four straight. They didn't win Jack. So he's not in the conversation. Jim Kelly's not in the conversation as one of the all-time great quarterbacks. It's about winning. And I get it. He was injured. He was he was out of golf. He wasn't playing. I, I get all that, and there's a process. And but he hasn't won in ten years. It's, it's uh, he's not back. Win Tiger, and then I'll consider you back. See, here's the thing. I do think he's back. You know, there's an asterisk right there. You know, I understand. I, 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 I want to hear it. Participle. Yes. I think he is back to where he's going to be. This is Tiger, and you know Tiger thinks he's back all the way. That fist pump on 18 after he made that long, he drained that long putt. That kept him in it, but you knew Kepka would have to throw up on himself, and, right. and he wasn't going to do that. But you know, that, and, and the way he talked after the round, you could tell Tiger thinks he's back. Listen, you can hear the smile in his voice as he talked about his round. Yeah, but I'm in uncharted, uncharted territory because I played hard. A bit of a struggle with my game today. I was hanging in there, just grinding it out and trying to make as many birdies as possible. This golf course was giving it up, and I made a little bit of a run, and it uh, looks like I'm going to come up a couple shots short. I don't know that I would have gone with that analogy if I'm Tiger Woods, but it's okay. This is who he's going to be. 
Is he going to be a guy that once in a while can stay in the thick of it at a major? Yeah, but you know what? There's lots of guys like that now. He, he's he's too old. He's got too many injury problems. He's not going to be able to play consistently enough to be the player he once was. So can he compete? Yeah, but this is the Tiger everybody's got to get used to. But I don't understand this part is everybody's proclaiming that he's back. Back to what? He's back in the conversation. He's back to being a guy we care about. He's back being someone that, hey, once in a while I can turn on the TV on Sunday afternoon and be riveted to it because it'll be like it was 10 years ago. Everybody it, loves retro. I, I want to be doing what I was doing I 10 years it. ago. I mean, I watch uh, me TV. I watch all the old TV shows. I get it. I love Perry Brady Mason. Bunch, Gilligan's you Island. You know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. So I, I get it. People want to feel good. They remember when Tiger had that run of success and they want to relive that. Oh, this would be great. But all I'm saying is to, to go out of your way and make this whole proclamation that he's back without winning anything. Let him win one. It doesn't mean that he's going to catch Jack, right? Just because he wins one. But that, I would say, he made it all the way back. He hadn't won in a decade. He was. He, people thought he was finished. He would never win. That's when, to me, you say, he's back. That's a, coming back. Well, this is, this is him back. This is the new normal. This you know you get to a point in your life with many things you realize okay this is the new normal when you know most people it's physically all right I can't do this anymore this is this is my new normal my playing days are over my softball playing days I can't bowl anymore whatever it is this is and you realize okay this is my new normal this is Tiger's new normal okay I'm back but you saw him sweating bullets yesterday and just everything going through his head you could tell and Kepka was still yeah that's nice but I'm just going to completely dismiss you from this conversation. This is what you have to realize when Tiger being back, this is his new normal. If he can contend once in a while, I've, that's what you can expect. Everybody still is on this hangover like it was with Mike Tyson, right? No matter what was going on with Mike Tyson, no, he's going to get back and beat the See, crap out of everybody and be the heavyweight champion. That's a good. going to happen. That's a good comparison because that's what it was like after Mike Tyson couldn't win or ever finish a fight or it was always some problem, right? You remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, with him. And it was all over. It, it just he was never going to be that guy again, and that's why I have a reservations to talk about somebody being back. Because to me, back means for Tiger Woods means winning. That's being back. So once he wins, he'll be back for you, right? And I could pay. If att- he doesn't win, he's never back. No, he never got back. He never won again. I could pay attention to him. I will focus in on Tiger Woods when he wins again. That's what I need. What if he wins a mini golf invitational? Well, but then at least he would have he would have a win. Like mini <laughs> mini golf is that what we're talking about? He hits it in the clown's mouth on eighteen. Uh, maybe I might take and a look wins. and say, okay, uh, no, he would not be back even on that. <laughs> does he have to be back? Does he have to win a major, or does he have to win again? To win, it's been five he just years. Has to win I, on the tour. I would like to see him win on the tour, and then you could say, well, maybe he can win a major. So, so winning to me is very important. I think that's why people play. I hate when people uh, want to give parades to people who don't win and accolades. And I, I, I was on Facebook yesterday. I saw so many people going, you know, giving these testimonials about Tiger. And I was like, <laughs> testimonial? Did did I miss something? I get it. Finished second, and and it was nice. And it, and people flocked to their TVs, and their friends text him, turn on golf. Tigers, you know what I mean? Could win. I get all that, but he didn't win. Yeah, but see, but that's but that's part of. It. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I, I it's, look. It's better for golf. It, clearly, golf has not gotten their next super. They've had you know 
a decade to realize, okay, we got to get our next superstar in because Tiger. But nope, it's still Tiger Woods. And as much as you want to push guys like Jordan Spieth, no, it's going to be McElroy, Tiger until he can't play anymore. I get it. Yeah, because of the impact he had on the sport, everybody ate when Tiger was at his greatness. Right, money, mm-hmm. TV ratings, all that. So I do get Tiger's always going to be there until he goes to the senior tour and stops playing golf. Wow, that oh. he starts. But if he wins on the senior tour, will he be back? Uh no. He's not going to be back. Okay. Then he'll get, uh, I'll give him a couple coupons. He can go to the early bird special. <laughs> you know, he does like Perkins. Uh, he does. He does have a only problem. For only problem is he likes it more in the park a lot uh, than he does in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I just set that one up on a tee for you. I'm just going to smack it out of here. <laughs> Rob's on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1. I'm at How About a Fresca. This is Fox Sports Radio, the Doug Gottlieb Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Doug. Coming up next, all the big NFL news as we wrap up week one of the preseason and get to week two. Is there an injury we should be concerned about? Is there a big signing on the horizon? And no, I don't mean Christian Hackenberg. That's all coming up next right here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome inside. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Doug today. Happy Monday. Time to get some college football. We're getting there within 20 days of kickoff and joining us now on the hotline, Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney. Coach, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Good to be with you guys. Hope you all are well. Oh, yeah. I know you're well because I know, you know, as, as much as, as great answers you give in interviews, I, I'm sure <laughs> what it felt like to catch a pass from Brett Favre the other day at practice, you can go into great detail and tell us all about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was He and I are about the same age, so we, we actually played against each other when I was at Alabama and he was at Southern Miss my sophomore year. He beat us. Uh, Coach Stallings' first ever game at Alabama, we – I didn't even know who Brett Favre was. All I know is we got beat by Southern Miss, and and uh, but I followed him his whole career from that point on, and really never really got to meet him. And uh, but uh, so yeah, I always dreamed of maybe catching passes from Brett Favre, and didn't really happen the way I dreamed about it. But hey, nonetheless, I got to experience that uh, last week, and he can still he can still zing it man uh i think he purposely threw the first couple a little wobbly uh <laughs> just to kind of check me out uh yeah. <laughs> and then he, really, then he saw okay he's got pretty good hands so so then he just started ripping it with some tight spirals on it but we had a, it was a lot of fun just to i mean how many people get to play catch with brett Favre? i mean it was really cool and did he have uh, his lead jeans on <laughs> He had on just shorts and <laughs> shoes and a T-shirt. That was it, you know? I would have been disappointed if he had showed up, you know, in in a suit or something. I, I, I got you. Uh, there, there's some serious stuff going on in college football as well at uh, Ohio State. I just want you to chime in on the, uh, you know, how hard it is for a head coach when you have to be in charge of the players and the coaches and, and what Urban Meyer is going on. How much How much have you followed this and know what's uh, uh, what he's dealing with right now as he's suspended uh, by the university? I don't, you know, I don't really know much about it. I don't, I, I don't know much about it, um, you know, other than what, what I've heard and, and just a little bit that I've read. So, you know, really not fair to comment on anything that's happening there. I can just – I just know, you know, what we do here and, and – um, uh, you know our focus uh, that we have here at Clemson and this team and and um, uh, just but but it's certainly anytime you you have the privilege of 
of uh, you know leading a bunch of, of people, uh, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. I, I was going to say that that that's it. I, I mean, I wouldn't expect you to know what's going on there, but as as a head coach, because we've seen it, we saw it at Penn State. You know, you 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 run the football program. How tough is it? To, main, to, to be able to monitor everything? I guess that's my question to you. Oh, well, I mean, that's uh, certainly anytime you got, 100, got 120 players and a bunch of staff and all those things, I just think that you, you know, you just have to have good processes in place. And I think the biggest thing is just, you know, for me, you, you try to surround yourself with good people. And, uh, you know, that's, that's always going to be the case. And, and, you know, there's no utopia. There's no place where nobody's immune to – uh, issues from time to time, regardless of what those things may be. Um, I just think it's how you respond to those things uh, that really uh, determines whether something is escalated or de-escalated or whatever. Uh, you know, so for me, I just I just try to have good people, and good people make mistakes. I just try to surround myself with great people and stay focused on, you know, what I'm here to do, and that's lead these young people, and, and, and obviously we want to be a great football team, but you know, that's not really why I coach. You know, I really want to have a positive impact on the lives of my players and, and my staff. And, uh, you know, just try to, uh, you know, have a have a, uh, a program of consistency and, and, and discipline and character and, and all those things. So, uh, but it's, it's definitely uh, just like, I mean, it's hard to run a, a household, uh, you know, as, as if you're a parent. Oh, no. Uh, you can have three kids. And so it's definitely a, a challenge, but uh, you know, I love having the opportunity to to mold and direct uh, the path of, of uh, so many people. Clubs and head coach Dabo Sweeney, our guest here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, obviously, you know, the goings-on at Maryland also taking up a lot of time here as they placed their head football coach, DJ Durkin, on paid administrative leave, investigating allegations of abuse and disparagement in the program, unfortunately surrounding the tragic death of offensive lineman Jordan McNair. How hard is it as a coach when you're trying to motivate players to, to whether it's in the workout, whether it's on the practice field? Hey, come on, you got to give me a little more. You got to give me a little more. Give me a little more, and no one to pull back and say, okay, maybe it's time now to stop. We take a break, a water break, something like that. That has to play into to whatever you want to try to accomplish on the practice field or in the weight room or somewhere like that. Yeah, and again, I think that's where you you have to make sure you got the right people around you, and and you know you. Um, the the trust and respect that has to be in place, um, you know, between the coaches and the players and, and everyone involved. I mean, it, it's certainly a tough game. It always will be a tough game. It's not a game that's going to be played in the air conditioning and things like that. It's going to be hard. Um, but I think uh, for me, you know, I, obviously I, I, I try to lean on my experience um, that I've had and and, um, and then – you know, I, I don't. I, that's why you have doctors and trainers and all those things. You try to make sure that that you have a lot of checks and balances in place. Um, and we certainly we certainly have that. But but at the end of the day, um, you know, it's these parents. You know, they they entrust you uh, with their with their child. You know, for their mental and physical well being. And uh, you know, that's a huge responsibility. Something we take very seriously. And and I think. Uh, um, you know, it's it's something that uh, everybody is always conscious of, you know. I mean, the type of environment and culture that you have. And, um, you know, for us, I mean, going on my 10th year as the head coach here, uh, you know, I love my players. And I think at the end of the day, that's, 
you know, whether you're tough on them or, or whatever's going on, I think at the end of the day, um, you establish that trust and respect through, you know, loving them. And, um, you know, that's what we've tried to do here. Coach, let's get to some other things heading on right now with college football as we get ready for the games. Your team has just been uh, had their odds updated for the playoff odds at four to one. You guys talk about that. Does that seep into you guys at practice where you are every year? Now you're up at the top and mentioned for the college football playoff. Uh, we only talk about it just to the point of making sure everybody knows that it really doesn't matter. Um, that all that stuff is based on past, you know, performance. It's based on what we've done last year and the years before and, and the consistency that we've established. And so, so people, it's kind of, it's become easy to kind of, well, write Clemson in there, uh, give them, give us the benefit of the doubt. And, and we've earned that. Our programs earned that. And that's great. Uh, but, but we really just talk more about you, you got to start over every year and, you know, you, you got to prove it all over a mindset of you have something to prove every time you, you stay, you take the field and you never arrive. You're always trying to get better uh, so, you know, we address it from that standpoint, but that's really about it. Uh, our guys know that all the preseason stuff is just hype and, again, based on past uh, stuff. And um, But come November, it's going to be based on present performance, and, and that's what we focus on is just being great today um, and just embracing this new journey, accepting the challenge of a new season and, and uh, the challenge of camp, the, the challenge of the grind, the challenge of, of competition, uh, all those things. And, um, you know, that's really about all we talk about when it comes to that stuff. want to ask you about one of your former players, receiver Mike Williams with the Chargers, who um, is having a good uh, training camp so far and he's healthy. What can people expect this second year? Because last year he really didn't get a chance to play that much. Well, he's healthy. You can expect, uh, you know, an incredible, uh, you know, year of production from him. I mean, because if he's on the field, he's going to be productive. He's 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 as good as I've ever been around. Got a, you know, just just uh, loves to play. Great body, big, strong, runs well. Unbelievable ball skills, and um, and he's just become a very polished guy at the position. So I. I think the only thing that that will hold him back would be just you know him not being able to be on the field you know from some type of injury or something like that. So uh, it was unfortunate last year with the back that he was missed so much time, but he did get the chance to come back and play a little bit. I think toward the end of the year and kind of get his feet wet. And you know all all reports to this point have been he's had a great camp. And um, and like I said, if he's if he's on the field, he's gonna he's gonna be an impactful player for him. Have you talked especially, to Desha- especially with that quarterback? Uh, speaking of quarterback, oh, yeah, that's no where I'm going to go. Yeah, uh, have you talked to Deshaun Watson at all in, in the oh, past yeah. few months? Yeah, I sure have, and uh, he's doing great. And excited about uh, you know just getting back out there and with his guys and, and leading that team. He feels great. He's he's very confident, and um, you know he's he's ready to go. You know, because every time he plays well, I, f- I feel like you should wear a sweatshirt that just says, I, I was told, right. I told you so. I told so. you so about Deshaun I'm telling Watson. you, you don't get too many coaches who would jump out on the, on the ledge like you did, and you to- tried to tell everybody about him. Well, he's, he's special, you know, and I just, you know, I just, uh, you know, I wanted him to, to it just, it's hard to articulate the things that I knew about him. It's easy to see him on tape. And, I mean, he was a first-rounder, 12th pick for a reason. And, you know, it's easy to see his skill and, and, 
and his ability to do things. And the Texans traded way up to get him for a reason. So, you know, it's well documented the type of player he was. But I, for me, I just I don't think people really understood the things that I knew. And that's the things you don't see. And that's just his love of preparation, his demeanor, his poise, just how smart he is. Uh, how his how how he what type of relationship guy he was you know how he impacted everybody else around him even by even if he didn't say a word you know he just creates this belief um, and it just it just you just want to play hard for the guy and everybody around him is gets better when he steps on the field and it's just amazing and that's what the great ones do and just just again his his uh, consistency. In, in who he was as a as a young person, you know the guy graduates in two and a half years, and and you just he, those are rare things. That just tells you the type of focus that he has, uh, his character, his integrity. Um, he's a winner, and so you know I the the great the best of the best. Um, those that's what they have in common. You know they're, they're the awards are great and all that stuff, but really they're just driven to win. They're driven to be great and they're never really satisfied they always think they can get better and and that's that's how Deshaun is and so I'm just really uh happy for him he's in a great situation and and uh you know he got a chance to show everybody last year what he could do uh it's unfortunate that he got hurt uh but I think he he demonstrated that he belongs in that league and can play at a high level and and I think that's you'll that's where you'll see him pick up this year Coach, you're getting ready for the season. You're also doing a lot of great work with your All-In Team Foundation. What's going on right now? I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, it's, uh, we, we, we take a lot of pride in, in, uh, in our foundation and got so many great people that, that help us really support this community. And, uh, you know, we had Holly Rowe came in this summer. We, we raised $350,000 for breast cancer research in just one day. Uh, she was awesome uh, speaking to the crowd and, and um, and so just just a lot of things going on with All In Team Foundation and and uh, just trying to impact this community uh, through with with health and education issues that that uh, we want to you know uh, make a difference in and, and help make this state this community and, and hopefully uh, our country better. It was the 10th annual Ladies Clinic. The program just hosted raised more than $350,000 for breast cancer detection and treatment. Coach, appreciate your time with us. Best of luck. We know we'll talk yes, to you soon. absolutely. All right, guys. You guys have a great day. You too. Take care. All right, there goes Dabo Sweeney. You know, the funny thing about him is that of all what he's done to succeed, what really impressed me the most about him the last couple of years, you know me, I'm a Syracuse guy. And, of course, Syracuse's biggest win and you know, right. since I've been alive was upsetting Clemson. And he came to the Syracuse locker room after the game to congratulate them. I remember and, that. Know, that was very, very classy. Yeah, because, you know, that's the thing. is, Because I played football in high school all the time, and you would get it all the time. If, if our, our team would lose, but we played well, the coach of the team would boy, you guys played great. That was awesome. But you won. It's easy to do when you right. win. But when you lose, it's really hard and, to and do. And in a game like that, that you know really what I mean? Right. Do, I, yeah. I, I thought that was very impressive. But you could just tell – what kind of guy. And the Deshaun Watson thing, I remember that so vividly because he was like, he's like Michael Jordan. I mean, you yeah. remember he, he went on such a limb talking about how, but I, and we get it, he was a first-round draft pick. Not that he was a bum or nobody knew who he was, but he really stepped out there and uh, he, he called it.
Yeah, I begged the Jets to draft Deshaun Watson. Just take Deshaun. Now I'm happy now. Right. But I begged. But back then, did you really? Did you want him? Take him. I wanted Deshaun. I was all in. I was rotten for Watson. I was gonna have T-shirts made up. And don't forget. Even Houston, don't forget they they didn't even start. Remember, was yeah. Savage started, and yeah, everybody was like, halftime. "Everybody was like, what?" Yeah. And then Savage's agent got mad. I don't know what he did to lose the job. And every week it was, "I had Deshaun Watson responsible for five touchdowns." Uh, and yes, the Texans win today. That's what it was. Yeah. How about that? That's what it was. <laughs> the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Doug. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Speaking of Sam Darnold. He could be starting sooner than you think. And oh, by the way, there was a big fight yesterday between the Jets and the Redskins. Yeah, we'll get into all the big NFL news coming up in a minute. But first, let's find out what's trending here on Fox. Jason and Rob, good afternoon. The Toledo Blade newspaper reported today that former Ohio State receivers coach Zach Smith was arrested in 2013 in Dublin, Ohio, for operating a vehicle while intoxicated, a previously unreported arrest. The arrest occurred while Smith was on the Buckeyes coaching staff, yet there was no mention of the arrest in Smith's publicly released Ohio State personnel file. America's college football reporter Brett McMurphy noted that the judge who subsequently reduced the charge, is an Ohio State alum and also just happens to be an Ohio State President's Club member. In other college football jurisprudence news, police have arrested two more suspects in the July burglary of the home of Nebraska head coach Scott Frost. A 20-year-old man and a 16-year-old boy have been charged. A 17-year-old girl had been arrested earlier. About $5,000 worth of shoes, rings, and memorabilia were robbed from Frost's home. In a related story, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, which robbed Frost's Central Florida team of a spot in the College Football Playoff last season, remains at large. Golf, the final round of the PGA Championship Sunday, earned its highest TV rating in nine years. It also tied the highest overnight rating for any non-Masters golf telecast since 2012. And finally, in the NBA today, Carmelo Anthony signed his one-year $2.4 million contract with the Houston Rockets. Jason and Rob, back to you. Thanks, I. We're live here. Today's show brought to you by AutoZone. We've all had a bad day on the golf course. Sadly, not always easy to find a fix for your golf game, but it is easy to find a fix for your check engine light at AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder tool will find the likely issue, saving you money down the road. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Well, clearly, here we are after the first week of preseason football getting set for week two. And, well, look, the biggest story is the Jets. Uh, Sam Darnold. A phenomenal debut Friday night. That's all I've been thinking about for three days. Jets, Jets, Jets. In fact, when the Jets-Redskins brawl happened yesterday, viral video, there was a late hit and the teams are going crazy. All I'm thinking of is Sam Darnold needs to be as far away from this as possible. Get out of the pile. Don't get get in the pile. Be careful. Don't get hurt. Don't fall on your right shoulder, right? Don't get in there. There should be five people... Holding him back. Getting him out. Like in the movies, you know, like when you see when the president's around and then there's, you know, someone's like trying to kidnap him. There's like five Secret Service guys right away that usher him out a door. There should be five guys for Donald. Oh, there's a fight. Let's usher him out. Because it would only be like jet-like. If he would be like wind up uh, getting in a fracas, don't and even then, say it. Don't I know. Even say it. Don't I don't want to put it out there for don't you. Don't even say it. What are I, you doing? I'm sorry. What are you doing to me? But instead, it did not happen. <laughs> so that's it. And yeah. I don't blame you because. If you're a, I always say the, the Jetropolitan, if you're a New York Jetropolitan fan, you got to be feeling a little giddy. I know you, it's been a lot of bad years and a lot of bad things, but you saw a guy 
who you believe finally the Jets got their man. And I didn't think it was going to happen. If you remember, <laughs> they were supposed to win two games, right? You remember? Mm-hmm. Everybody, this is an awful roster. The Jets will win two games. Then they started winning games. And everybody said only the Jets would blow it right. and not get their franchise quarterback with a terrible roster. Only the Jets would win games. And they still got their man. Once every 50 right? years. I mean, that's why this is a franchise-altering move. The fact that the Browns fell in love with Baker Mayfield, who played well in his preseason yes. debut. He made a couple of really nice throws. So you're excited, basically, if you have any of the rookie quarterbacks. They all showed, okay, nobody showed, okay, boy, this is really difficult. They all showed skills. The game wasn't too big for them. But... You're happy that that happened, the Giants pig-headedly deciding, nope, we're going to take a running back, but why would you take that when Sam Darnold's there? No, now we're just going to double down. We're definitely taking a running back. You want to let him go? That's absolutely fine. And the Giants can watch the Jets run the back pages in New York for the next 12 to 15 years. They called Darnold the Messiah on, I think it was the Daily News back page, right? He made so, it wasn't about the stats, but he made so many plays that rookie quarterbacks just don't make. He has an uncanny ability to know where the rush is. He made one play on a drive when he threw a touchdown where he basically kept the play alive and could feel the rush, took a step up, and then hit a wide receiver on the complete and total backside of the field who was by himself that the one because everybody, everybody was over on the right side of the field where, and he just stopped, turned, and looked, and it was a 20-yard completion. And I saw that play, and then they showed the replay. I go, he looked, and I know, but, but I'm a Jet fan. I'm doing this. No, I he looked you. like Peyton Manning. No, it was a play when you see Manning would he would he would have kind of those feet in the pocket. The happy he's, feet. He's looking to move where to throw the ball. Right. There's happy feet like I don't want to get hit, and there's happy feet like I got to look someplace. Right. And there's that that little duck with the shoulder to miss the defensive end who's coming in, and that stop and look. And I'm throwing the other side of the field. He made that throw, and I said, "Oh my God, it's happening! It what, really is happening." He he looks like a quarterback, like the like the guy they've been dreaming about, right? You've been dreaming yeah. about oh, fifty years, Rob it's, Parker. It's been a long time. Hey, I used to go to Shea Stadium and watch Jets games. <laughs> I mean, I go that far back, so I do remember those days. He he actually threw three touchdown passes, but one was dropped, one was called back, and then this one finally counted. Third down and goal all the way back to the 14-yard line. Darnold out of the shotgun, drops the throw. Steps up in the pocket, scrambles right, throws at the front right pylon. It's caught. Dancing inside the end zone is Charles Johnson, and he's got a jet touchdown. The toe tap by Johnson, and Sam Darnold does indeed have his first preseason touchdown pass as the quarterback of the New York Jets. Then he walked on water. And it was he, and very he, impressive. And he fed uh, 300 people with uh, three loaves of bread. 500. Five, more than that, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, three he, fish and five loaves of bread. Then he, re, he reinvented the wheel. Exactly. And then he built a better mousetrap. Oh, yeah. So those are all things. But this is the big thing now is that we get news today, Saquon Barkley kind of had a tweak in his leg at practice, was seen walking after, but here's Barkley now dinged up a little bit at Giants practice. They certainly had the one great run in his debut for the Giants. I don't think night. he's going to be a bust or anything, or or it's just that you can't when you have an all time bad regular season like the Giants had. They're like one of their worst seasons mm-hmm. ever in the history of the franchise, and you have an aged quarterback in Eli Manning, and you have five quarterbacks coming out of college, right? You got to make that pick. I just think it was I don't I don't get it. They were pig-headed and they were they were dumb. 
because they decided, well, we're going to stick with Eli. And then you get all the outcry. There's all these quarterbacks. And then instead of Didn't Eli get ben- benched for Geno benched- Smith last I mean, you year? You get benched for Geno Smith, you have to look in the mirror and say, right. okay, what's just happened? That's how bad it was. But they decided to not only just double down on Saquon Barkley, but let's go over the top. This is the best prospect we've seen in 30 years. Well, if that's the case, he would have gone number one overall. All right, But you decided to turn him. There was no way we could turn our back on this guy. We couldn't take Sam Darnold. You know what? He's a running back. He's a running back. We have a potential 10-year running back, maybe less because of the turnover position, because of the injury problems, or you have potential for 10, 12 years at quarterback. Eli is done. He is at the end of his run, and they still decided, hey, I'm happy, but that was a horrible decision. The worst thing you could do in sports is live in the past, and I think the Giants are living in the past when you talk about Eli. I get it. Two Super Bowls, beat the undefeated Patriots, Two MVPs in the Super Bowl, a couple of great throws, right? Legendary throw. I get all that. They gave him the parades for that. Look at the last four <laughs> years. It's not a pretty picture. And if you think the running back alone and 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 uh, your, your big-time receiver finally being healthy is going to fix Eli, I think you're mistaken. No. I really do. I'm just happy where we're. I'm just, I'm just happy. That I got what, it. What, for first time in 50 years, the sun shone on me. I'm just happy with that. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1, the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason and Rob in for Doug. Coming up next, we got Big Deal, Little Deal, No Deal. We have a couple of breaking stories, one involving an NBA analyst that you got to hear. That's coming up next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So this is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Doug in for Colin this week. So today... Myself, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Doug. Rob warmed up for the day, came in, had a big rack of ribs. Oh, man. At like 11.45 a.m. They it's were like, delicious, it's like it's, it's like it's a holiday for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have I'm ribs. Gonna, I'm, I'm in the middle of the day. You don't see me around here in the middle of the day. So I was... I had to bring some. I had to bring some uh, ribs. No, no. I actually. Who lost you know, a bet that you're here in the middle of the know, day? I know, right? I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and normally, when I I win bets, it's always about chicken wings. Justin owes me some wings, right? Don't we got a bet? You wow, know what? During, really? During the NBA okay. finals. True story. Four. I won fourteen out of fifteen wing bets, including a three hundred wing bet. Shannon Sharp lost. I said that the Cavs would get swept. He said that they would win one game. So all they had to do was win one game. It wasn't a, for the series. And I won, and he bet me three hundred wings. Did you send half of those wings to J.R. Smith? Hey, oh, you know, dude, thanks, thanks so much, thanks. man. <laughs> but you know what I did? I had them ordered into FS1, and I shared them with the whole crew. Because of course, you know, I'm not gonna eat them myself. No, no. So it was great. Two hundred of them, and then leave the other hundred for everybody, everybody else. else. Right? There they could share the rest. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> Time now to play a little big deal, little deal, no deal. Let's do it. Game this is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. So for big deal, little deal, no deal, we welcome in Isaac Lowenkron, who has a bunch of stories here that we will tell you if it's a big deal, a little deal, or if it's no deal. I.L., what do you got? Jason and Robbie got two NBA stories for you, followed by two NFL stories. Adrian Wojnarowski reports that the Los Angeles Clippers will not renew the contract of TV analyst Bruce Bowen after one season due to critical comments he made in a June radio interview about potential 2019 free agent Kawhi Leonard, now of the Toronto Raptors. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? 
this is a big deal. This shows you that Bruce Bowen, who works for the Clippers, can't say something bad about a player, not on a Clippers broadcast, on satellite radio, talking about a guy that doesn't play for the Clippers and may never play for the Clippers. That class of 2019, apparently, you got to put a protective case around him. You can't say anything bad about them. Jason, job. I'm 100%. Big deal because if you're an analyst now, you don't think that that just sends shockwaves? Because like you say, it's one thing if you're on the broadcast and you're ripping one of the stars on the team. Could you lose your gig? Yes. But they just hope to get him. He's not even... There's no guarantees coming to the Clippers. It's just shocking. And Bruce Bowen's a three-time champ. Yeah. An analyst who worked at ESPN for a long time. He's yeah. a big-time analyst. And for them to just cut part, uh, cut uh, ties with him like that is amazing. He's getting a phone call right now. Go, Wait, I got fired? Right. Really? You know who's nervous right now? Keith Hernandez. My God. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got next, Isaac? On Saturday night, current Denver Nuggets and former Cavaliers guard Isaiah Thomas said on Instagram Live of his former city, quote, Cleveland was a bleep hole. I can see why LeBron left again, unquote. Thomas later apologized. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? Big deal. Dude, aren't you trying to secure a long-term contract somewhere? Why would you do this? Why would you put that out there? And the other thing is, while you're ripping on Cleveland, LeBron was the one who got you out of Cleveland. He would he play 14 games there, and it was like, okay, we, we're done. We can't do this with him. So why are you ripping on Cleveland? You don't get any good. What points do you get by doing this, Jason? Big deal. Number one, because it immediately made me think of one of my favorite movies, The Slums of Beverly Hills, when Alan Arkin would keep saying, we're moving, this place is a blank hole. He said it about 20 times in the movie. But this is Isaiah Thomas. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad person. But you know what he does? He's a guy that likes to talk. And when you hear someone say he likes to talk, you think of guys like, oh, Terrell Owens likes to talk. No, no. He just likes to talk. And he talks so much that eventually he says something that, oh, I wouldn't have said that. You know, you'll see some of his interviews with the, when he was at the Lakers. They go like 15 minutes long. It's like, dude, you just have to stop talking. You just have to not say that because that's what got him in trouble. He talked too much in Cleveland. Oh, we have a lot of guys here that they really don't want to win, and we and got, don't you, practice. Dude, you remember that whole five thing minutes? Yeah, yeah. Been for five minutes. The Lakers was the same thing. He just has to not talk. And the same thing with this. He's talking and talking and doing an interview, and it's very loose. You realize the more you talk, the more you're going to say something that's going to hurt you, and this is going to kill him. He lost a hundred million dollars in the last 18 months and he keeps talking and i don't know what what are you gonna make that up stop it sports talk radio host he'll be in sports talk radio when he's done there you go apparently this also removes isaiah from future consideration to be the cavaliers tv analyst (laughs) staying in cleveland in the nfl browns head coach hugh jackson said sunday that he decided to punish rookie receiver antonio callaway for being cited for marijuana possession and a suspended license last week by making him play for most of Thursday's preseason opener against the New York Giants. Jackson said, quote, Make him play as long as he could. There were a couple of times he kept waving to come out, and we said, nope, stay in, unquote. Big deal because what they're doing is trying to backtrack on a really horrible decision. This guy gets busted with marijuana, parts of guns in his car, and... 
they still take him on the road and they allow him to play. They realize now, oh, that was a bad call. So let me say the old, oh, hey, I'll punish you by making you play a lot. Ha ha ha. No, he's a rookie. He got reps. That's the, You rewarded him and brought him on the road for and said, yeah, this, this drugs and gun stuff, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's a big deal. 100%. I think everybody's talking about how Cleveland has changed. Why what would you reward a guy in that situation? That's exactly what it was. And then they try to... Like, yeah, he wanted to come out, but we kept him in there. Hey, keep playing. We're going to make you play. And then uh, I think Hugh Jackson might have got a contact high from having – he didn't want him on the sideline. <laughs> That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. <laughs> and that's big deal, little deal, no deal. I like that contact high. Right? I like the thing was, oh, I don't know what happened to my car. I mean, I had it shipped, and I, I, I don't, don't know. know. What? Yeah, there were the, guns in there? What yeah. else was in there? There was a back. I like people on, on, on Twitter, and they are going, it was just gun parts. It wasn't a gun. Oh, oh, oh. the backstrap and bullets. Okay, that's okay. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Have that. You're a rookie just trying to get your way. What? Be a choir boy. Can you do that until you make the roster and make the team? <laughs> And what are you doing? It's going to make Hard Knocks that much more interesting. I guess so. Fox Sports Radio, the Doug Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Doug. Twitter at How About a Fresca. And you have Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Coming up next is Tiger all the way back. Eh, maybe. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Doug Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Doug. We'll get back to the NFL coming up in a few minutes. Let's get ready for a new era that is dawning in the National Football League. But a bit of a twist and turn involving the Ohio State Zach Smith, Urban Meyer storyline. Urban Meyer, who of course have been placed on administrative leave while Ohio State investigates what Urban Meyer did and didn't know and report about assistant coach Zach Smith, who was accused in 2009-2015 of domestic violence, was finally let go by the team earlier this year after he violated a protection order. So while the team is figuring this out and while there's that uh, panel of blue-ribbon experts in Ohio who are trying to determine Urban Meyer's fate, this story breaks today that Zach Smith, the former assistant, says he did not inform Urban Meyer that he was arrested and charged with DUI in 2013. It's come about that Smith was arrested and charged with speeding and operating a vehicle while intoxicated in February 2013. Uh, He pled guilty to a lesser charge, had his license suspended for six months. Smith saying through his attorney today, I handled it on my own without involving OSU. As each day goes on, it gets more and more likely that Urban Meyer is going to return to be the head coach at Ohio I'm State. I'm not convinced. I, I, I'm i not convinced If of they that. were going to fire him, they'd have fired him already. The only reason they haven't fired him is because there's money involved. There's $40 million sitting there, and they got to make sure that they get it right so that you don't have this Rick Pitino situation where he's trying to sue the school You know, after they let him go. I'm, I'm telling you, it's about the money. And you got to do it right. You got to do your due diligence. It's not automatic that he's coming back. And to me, here's another sign of uh, Smith doing whatever. The university doesn't know about it. This is Ur- Urban Myers in charge of the football program and sure. every and everybody involved. Why don't you know that your assistant coach got a DUI? 
You don't know? Something, something doesn't make sense to me. No, what he's doing is he's protecting Urban Meyer. Right. He's protecting him by saying, I never reported. There's no coincidence that- That's what that's what I'm saying. A half hour before Zach Smith's interview that aired on ESPN, Urban Meyer put out a statement saying, oh, hey, uh, I, you know, I didn't. I, I misspoke in 2015. I misspoke at, at Big Ten Media Day about no, what was reported. Of course he did. <laughs> but this is exactly the playbook that I said was going to happen with Urban Meyer. As soon as this story came out, I said he's going to say he misspoke at Big Ten Media Day when I said I didn't know what you're talking about with 2015. I'm going to say I never talked to my wife about it because his wife is the one who knows everything about the text messages that she got from Zach Smith's ex ex-wife. You, you're married. Those are those do you, are all. Do you things. believe that? No, of course Come not. On, of course you're, you're married. But all he's I, gotta I, do I was is married. No. Come on, man. This whole nonsense. Just like the uh, the GM of the 76ers, his wife is the one with mm. the burner account talking about team uh, only stuff that team team uh, personnel would know. Yeah, you know, you buy that for one minute? No, of course not. But this, but this is the reality of Columbus, who wants to keep Urban Meyer as coach because they like. Hey, every year we talk about two teams for the national championship: Alabama and Ohio State. He's kept the good times going after the Jim Trestle scandal, and he had to go. They want to keep him. There's more than enough evidence to let him go now. There's lack of institutional control, and you kept a domestic abuser on your staff from 2009. There's an instance. You brought him from Florida. Yes, you did this. There's enough to dismiss you now. As every day goes on, the more likely response is going to be sensitivity training and maybe a one-game suspension for Urban Meyer. I, I think that they're doing their due diligence. Also, as these stories keep trickling out, there might be another one that might come out, but and, that's that, the, and that changes just like this thing today. Yeah, but this you is, got but reporters this is, right now. No, I mean, it just it just tells you about what he's running there. I mean, I know he's trying to protect them, saying he didn't know. Mm-hmm. But but this is this is, shows a pattern of turning a blind eye to what's going on because I don't know you're friendly with the guys you're drinking bud I don't know I don't I don't know or why. you thought he was a young man that I want to keep through and see him through difficult times in life and, yeah, and all I, that I mean I I get but when you're in charge of a football program and 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 young men and you're there's an example you need to lead and and keeping the guy on who has done allegedly things that that we frown upon in this society, that's a bad look for him. It, ju- it just is. Oh, it's a bad look. But, it's a bad look. But Mark Cuban still runs the Dallas Mavericks because Adam Silver sucks because here's a guy that uh, that kept a known domestic abuser on staff rather than let him go, and I, he still runs the Mavericks because I, I, he's good for business for the NBA. Urban Meyer is phenomenal for Ohio State business. And so what's going to happen when he does come back? He'll run onto the field, and fans will give him a standing ovation. 100,000 people give him a standing ovation. We already know that, but that, but, but that doesn't mean, even though they will, because I get it. They want to win football games, but this is how Rick Patino skated for all this time with all the stuff that was going on there, right? That yeah, followed but him. Patino got to the point where they just could he just couldn't say, I didn't know anymore. This is the first time Urban Meyer saying, I don't know. Rick Patino, apparently the head coach of Louisville, but doesn't know anything that goes on. Nothing. It got to be a certain point where, okay, Rick, you you're caught now. What was the other one? The uh he was uh the the guy who was paying for the prostitutes, the uh Oh yeah, the assistant. The, uh, the, yeah. But he, but he was like a grad assistant. Like, yeah. So he's paying out of his pocket. Right, right, right. Rick Pacino doesn't know. He has Rick no has idea. No idea. Yeah. Um, um, he's the least. He went from I'm the head coach of Louisville to I'm just the head coach. I'm of Louisville. just the head. coach. I mean, what, what do you want from me? What do you want? I don't know. I, 
I saw these ladies of the nights going into the dorm, but I didn't know what was going on. No, I, no I was going to walk in, but you know, I don't. I don't players to do what they want to do on the side. But that, but that was where I know we there saw. So I know many. I know Warren Sapp came in and hung out a couple <laughs> nights in the dorm, but I didn't know what was going oh, on. Oh wow! But the the thing is, is that with Urban Meyer, he still has that cachet of being protected. He still has that okay. I am going to. I can still get out of this because there's no smoking gun. But I've seen there's more, no more big time guys go down now than ever before. I just think we're in a different time, and and things aren't. In the old days, I would agree. Bobby Knight, it took forever for them to get him out. Right? He was putting his hands on kids back yeah. then. Yeah. That wouldn't be. T- would that be tolerated now? No, of course not. Not at all. I don't care who you are. And I just think it's different now, and I think Urban really hurt himself when he lied at Big Ten Media Day. Because oh, if did. you if you did everything, Jason, on the up and up, there would be no reason to lie. I did no. everything I was supposed to. I reported him, but I would I would lay it out for you. Yes, we knew, and we did everything. We I followed the book, and we went through it, and I reported to my supervisors and my bosses and whatever, and they signed off on everything and. Here's everything. But that that's not how it went down. But there there's no evidence that directly links him. And you can and obviously his wife? Do you know there's no what's gonna happen is his wife is gonna lose her job. She's gonna be the one to fall on the sword so Urban Meyer can keep his. My wife never we we didn't she didn't talk to me about it. And she's gonna say, Yes, I didn't, and I will lose my job at Ohio State running the you know, running the nursing school or whatever she does there. And that's how it's gonna go down. If there I just, was I, I the can't big, believe the big, people would buy into that. No, no one's buying into it, but it's just having to oh, okay, there's deniability. Oh great. There's no smoking gun. The reason we're in this is because Zach Smith's ex-wife has the text messages between herself and Urban Meyer's wife. Let me stop you for one second. Here's the other thing. Law enforcement in certain states don't even use the battered woman to go to court against the guy because they always protect him and say nothing happened, right? Mm -hmm. So they went to the point where they said, we don't even, we don't, we have evidence and we've seen it for ourselves. You know, you came in with two black eyes and got beat up, and you swear that you ran into a door and he didn't touch you? So they stopped going to that. All I'm saying is these universities need to stop when it comes to spouses protecting or or buddies trying to hold on to the big guy's job and look at the evidence for themselves and say, this doesn't make any sense that she's texting the wife and Urban Meyer doesn't know anything about it. I just don't buy it, and it shouldn't be accepted at these uh institutions of higher learning where you're molding and shaping the young men that that are supposed to lead this country down the road i just don't i think over football games no it's an honor and a privilege it's not your birthright to be the football coach at ohio state i'm sorry if you're gonna have to have some losses on saturday that you weren't expecting you what you're saying is right but the reality is they're gonna find a way for him to keep his job. It would be different if it was in a bigger city. Now, following this, now Columbus is still a big city, 
But Ohio State is the entire No, I get town. it. They're the entire town. So they're going to be protective of themselves. If the Urban Meyer story happened here in L.A., happened in New York, where you're not the whole town, we're not relying on you to provide not, not jobs at all. and everything, then you know what? Then Urban Meyer is done the first day this comes out. You kept a domestic abuser on, on staff, and here's the evidence. You're done. I'm right. sorry. You're gone. But when you are the whole town, and so many people rely on this, Ohio State football is woven into the the fabric of that town, it's a lot easier to say, okay, is there a way we can keep him? Is there a way? I know it looks bad because I can't really believe that his wife didn't talk to him. I can't really believe he didn't know about 2015. Yeah, he lied to the press, but he just lied to the press. You're allowed to do that. That's not a crime. That's what they're looking. They're looking for ways to go, okay, if there's nothing to directly connect him and Zach Smith was the biggest one. when he did, If he had said, I have text with Urban Meyer about it, it was game over for him. But he said, Urban and I talked about it. And what did Urban Meyer say? I reported it up, and now he's hoping it gets lost in a, in a cloud wisp of, I told so-and-so who said something to so-and-so, and I don't know, and I don't know. And you're going to see people get suspensions, and everything's going to move on, and Urban Meyer will still be the coach. I'm not convinced. Fox Sports Radio, the Doug Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Doug. You made a good point. Thank you. That's what I like to do. 877-99 on Fox Twitter, at How About a Fresca, Rob and Rob Parker FS1. We'll continue to follow this story as it develops. But coming up next is one rookie quarterback set to be his team's opening day starter. You'll find out in a minute. But first... All the non-rookie quarterback news from Isaac Lowenkron, IL. Jason and Rob got a couple of new details for you about this story we've been talking about all day. The Toledo Blade newspaper reporting today that former Ohio State receivers coach Zach Smith was arrested in 2013 in Dublin, Ohio for operating a vehicle while intoxicated. A previously unreported arrest that occurred while Smith was on the Buckeyes coaching staff. Yet there was no mention of the arrest in Smith's publicly released Ohio State personnel file. Dan Murphy of ESPN reported that Zach Smith, through his attorney today, said that Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer did not know about the arrest. Get this, Smith technically had his driving rights suspended for 180 days, but however, was granted limited driving privileges. Smith's attorney told Murphy that he was allowed to drive for work, which likely included travel for recruiting. Independent college football reporter Brett McMurphy noted that the judge in the case just happened to be an Ohio State alum and an Ohio State University President's Club member. Now, Murphy also reported that in a performance review just weeks after his arrest in 2013, Smith received the highest possible score in the category understands and adheres to university's core values. In the NFL, New York Giants rookie first-round running back Saquon Barkley sustained a mild strain of his left hamstring in practice today. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the Bears have agreed to terms with rookie first-round linebacker Roquan Smith, ending his holdout. Finally, in the NBA today, Carmelo Anthony officially signed his one-year $2.4 million deal with the Houston Rockets. Now back to two guys who always understand and adhere to Fox Sports Radio's core values, Jason Smith and Rob Parker. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know about that simply because rule number one is always no food in the studio. Right? That's always a friend. Don't bring food in the studio. Hey, you can ruin stuff. Scott, Don, I don't have any food in the <laughs> studio. That's not me. It's in the uh, 
It's on the other side of the glass waiting for me. That's that that's the yeah, that that, that, uh, that bag of ruffles that you heard crinkling in the background. I uh, know. This this bag is you so big. You, you can't, can't hide, hide it. that. No, you bought the big bag of ruffles. <laughs> you know, lift that in the air, you'll fly away. There I go. It's there so go. big. There goes Rob Parker. Like you Mary know Poppins. what? It was so big. I was thinking about naming it Junior, or like naming it after me, like a little kid. Oh, That's how big it is. Hey, don't do. LeBron says, don't do that. Don't do it. Not, not a good thing. Um, we talked to Adam Kaplan last hour, longtime NFL insider who's been at the Jets Redskins. Uh, practices the last couple was of days. Is that practice or is that a prelim? Uh, prelim. That a pre- prelim. <laughs> it was a prelim for the, uh, uh, I think, one-man gang, Andre the Giant. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, oh, and by the way, rest in peace, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, passing away today at the age of 63. Heart Foundation was pretty cool, I got to say. I was a big fan of the Heart Foundation. They I were fun. definitely uh, was in the wrestling in my younger days. But as far as it goes for the Jets... Sam Darnold getting all the reps with the ones today. And the Jets look like, according to Adam Kaplan, they are getting him set to start on Thursday night against the Redskins. And certainly if that start goes well, you're talking about this point being near week three of the NFL. Starters don't play week four. Darnold's going to be starting week one for the New York Jets because of the the advanced learning curve he's had. Everybody has said glowing things about Sam. It's hard for me to say this as a Jet fan. I think the disaster is right around the corner. No, nah, don't disaster think like is right that. around the corner. Don't think like that. I got to get out of some of my old Jets. Get things. out of that. You but, got your guy. You you somehow uh, some way you got your guy. Just enjoy it and don't <laughs> don't put that karma out there at all. <laughs> Clearly, he has been the best. Baker Mayfield had a lot of good moments as well, and he's not going to be far behind. His touchdown pass, he dropped that pass in the pickle barrel between three defenders, his first touchdown pass. Baker Mayfield's going to be fine. But Darnold made plays that rookie quarterbacks just don't make. Being able to avoid the rush and extend plays, make plays on the run as he rolls out, his accuracy. He made one throw on Friday night where... The play looked like it should have been dead for an incomplete pass. And he had this innate innateness already escaping the rush. A defensive end who was who was pawing at him was able to escape, step up, look to one side of the field where everybody was flooding, turn back and throw a pass to a receiver who was all by himself on the sideline, who caught the ball, went out of bounds. That's a 20-yard gain on a play that should have been a dead play. Not many guys can make plays like that. And I know it's kind of heady. It's one game. It's I know, I know, I know. But look, I'm a Jet fan. I'm crazy. But watching him make that play, he looked like Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning would do would kind of toe-tap a little bit and look and look and look, and he would step, move a little bit to avoid the rush and find a guy who's wide open somewhere that nobody else was, was, was accounting for. That was that pass that Darnold threw. And I get it. The excitement and the way people are, are responding is, you just want to see it's it's like that omen, like like you feel. It, had he had a terrible game one, then you start to fret. Just what you were talking about, you go, "Oh my God, we got the wrong guy. He looked terrible." <laughs> you know, even after one preseason game, you know, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, I, I know they should. I know they should have taken Rosen, or they should have taken somebody else." That's what you oh, would yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And instead, he looked so good. If I remember correctly, the back page of the Daily News in New York called him the Messiah. Some sort of mm-hmm. reference to his name, but it was something Messiah. And I just thought, wow, that's how much people are looking forward to this guy being that being that guy. Yeah, he was the Jet Sire. Jet Sire, there the you go. Jet-sire. Yeah, I mean, I saw it and I said, that didn't take long. No, they're going to the playoffs this year. Right. He's nine and seven. They're going to go nine and seven, and they're going to go to the playoffs, and the era of the Jets finally is going to be here. 
And he could wind up being the best uh, quarterback in the uh, AFC least. Mm. Tom Brady. That's why Tom Brady. Tom wants Brady's to going retire. the other way. That's why he wants to retire. He knows Sam Darnold's here. He knows it. Not gonna be, Belichick's going to leave too. Darnold's. Gonna, I can see all the cartoons on the internet. The, the political reporters always do the crazy cartoons. Sports reporters. Darnold kicking them out of the AFC East. Exactly. The, it's all over. <laughs> but it's exciting. They're going to start deflating Darnold's balls now to try to get him on something and try to do uh, it's it gonna right. Be tough. Oh yeah, yeah. They're going to. You're going to see Belichick, you know, creeping along the floor, holding a big needle in his hand. It's, it's time uh, for there to be a change, anyway. I mean, it's been a nice long run for the Patriots. It'd be good to see some other teams get in the mix, and I think the Jets have a chance. Yeah, it's you know I feel like we're on Patriots fatigue now. It's whereas when they do something, no it's doubt still about intri- it. It's still oh, it's Tom Brady, but it's not what it was because they've just been around for too long. It's like just been because in in our society now, like when someone comes out of nowhere, they're red hot and they're everywhere for eighteen months. Oh my god! And then suddenly it's like okay, we're done and we're moving on to something else. I mean, the Patriots have had a run for fifteen years. It's been Belichick and Brady the entire time. But when you get to the point where they're in every Super Bowl, the excitement level. Uh, that what used to be is just not there. When they had that big comeback to beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. You mean when the Falcons choked? Yes, when all the Falcons had to do was make like two or three additional plays. No, only only one play. They, the first and 10 at the 22 when Julio Jones made that big yeah. catch on third. All they had to do was kneel down three times. Yeah, kick a field goal. Kick a over. field goal and they're That's up all. by 11. All right, Tom Brady, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> How many people were happy? Outside of Patriots fans, understandably, they're through the moon. They're over the moon. But how many people were happy after seeing the Patriots? Not because people hate the Patriots, because it's like, yeah, I've seen it. I mean, you walk away, that was, you walked away from the Super Bowl going, yeah, that was all great, but I just don't feel the same way about it because I've seen the Patriots so much. I've seen them do it. It's, that's just it's how like it is. loving ice cream until you start working at the ice cream factory. Oh, I'd love to work at the ice cream factory. I think you'd get tired after a while. Really? Too. I'd like to see how long I could go. I'd like to see how long I could I bet you make. could. You'd do it. <laughs> Coming up next, it is time for the press. What NBA star continues to be his own worst enemy? And what quarterback kicks somebody out of the huddle for not knowing a play? We got that and more coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.